people talk about heroes, and I, I had one true hero. He would be very, very excited to be here, but he passed away last year, and that was my dad. There were tons of people I, I looked up to, and I still do. I've learned so much growing up in the Beaver County, in particular Beaver Falls community, being around so many great individuals. And like I said, uh, our faith is what it's all about. It always has been a part of growing up, and hopefully we'll continue. One of the things that I've always talked about as far as coaching is not only being a leader, but more importantly, being a servant leader. And I try to teach a lot of the people that have played for me about being a servant leader rather than just being a leader. And that to me is what it's all about. This is Mike DeCellis, and you're listening to the Magical Coach Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Magical Coach Podcast, brought to you by the Larry Bruno Foundation, where our mission is to cultivate a culture in our community to develop student athletics and academic achievements by promoting professional coaching and team building and family development. Hello, everyone. My name is Rick Mancini, and I'm here on behalf of the Larry Bruno Foundation. And I have the pleasure of having a discussion with one of our newest inductees, Mike DeCellis. Mike will be officially inducted into the Larry Bruno Foundation Circle of Achievement at our annual banquet this July. And that's, of course, July 2020. And Mike is certainly a very, very worthy recipient of whatever honors or accolades we can bestow upon him. Uh, he is a true example of what we like to exemplify uh, in the Larry Bruno Foundation, and that is somebody who was born and raised in Beaver Falls and went on to success in many areas uh, as a result partially of his upbringing and, of course, partially of his own self-intuition and his self-discipline. So it's my pleasure. And just to give you a little bit of background, uh, success started early for Mike. At the age of seven, he won the punt, packs, and kick competition here in Beaver Falls. Then in high school, he won eight letters in three sports, two in basketball, three in baseball, and three in football. And although he hit 428, an astounding 428, for the Beaver Falls American Legion team that went to the state finals in 74, Mike was best known for his prowess on the gridiron. A three-year starter, he reached all WPIL and honorable mention all-state honors as a running back his junior and senior years. Then he went on to Westminster College where he lettered all four years and helped the Titans win back-to-back -back national championships his junior and senior years. The Titans were 34, 4, and 21 in Mike's tenure with the team. Their four losses by a combined total of 11 points. And I think it's worth noting that one of our other inductees, the Honorable Judge George Tookie James, also was a standout at Westminster. Mike ended his diamond days as a player in an American Legion State Championship contest, and he finished his gridiron days in a national championship game with Westminster College. After graduating from Westminster in 1978, he accepted a job at Blackhawk High School and coached on the football staff for eight years. He became the offensive backfield coach for Geneva College, 
course, that's the alma mater of Coach Bruno, our namesake. And that was in 1987. And he coached three All-Americans and helped the Golden Tornadoes reach the NAIA playoffs four times, earning Mid-States Association Assistant Coach of the Year honors in 1998. He also had an impressive career coaching girls basketball at Blackhawk High School, where he amassed a record of 284 and 140 and won two WPAL championships. In the 95-96 campaign, he was a Pennsylvania girls basketball coach of the year. And then he returned to coach the Lady Cougars from 2002 and 2005 and won section titles all three seasons. And then, of course, from 2007 to 2010, he was the head boys basketball coach at New Brighton High School. And then following that, he once again continued as an assistant football coach at New Brighton High School. And then from there, he went on to his current coaching position, and that is an assistant football coach at Geneva College. He was a school teacher for 34 and one half years, but probably uh, one of his most pleasurable positions is his current role as a starter at Old Stonewall Golf Course. So again, I don't know that anybody could be more qualified than Mike for induction into the Larry Bruno Foundation Hall of Achievement, Circle of Achievement, I should say. And it's a pleasure for me to be here with him this morning. All right, Michael, you heard the background that I just recited. And of course, it's a tremendous background. But before you began your journey that created the resume that I just read, where did you start? Well, I actually started down in 26th Street, Beer Falls. If you go down College Hill and you stay to the right, about two blocks down is where I grew up until I was in third grade. Then I moved up to my grandfather's place in uh, White Township next to you. And uh, growing up down there until I was in third grade was very special because it wasn't just uh, special where I was at and being a part of Beer Falls, but just the people that were there. Um, older people that went to Beer Falls that played sports, that took me in, that ha helped me participate, that were older, that taught me what it took to be a winner and uh, how to compete. And uh, some of them were, you know, black fellows that uh, were in high school that took me in. I can remember them going up to Geneva to run track. And they would stop by and they'd ask my dad, can I take Mike to go up there? A fellow named Bobby Mosley. And he would uh, take me up and I'd watch him run track and of course I would participate and then he used to live right behind me and I remember getting up on Saturday walking over and Mrs. Mosley let me in she'd always laugh and have breakfast with me and I'd go and wake him up Now here was a black man that was a, a senior in high school and I was part of their family and that's that's the greatness of Beer Falls I think the diversity that you learn and um so that was very special to me growing up in that area. And then, of course, uh, we moved up to uh, White Township and next to you. And then the people that are up there that had the same thoughts, the same values as what I had were great. And so that just uh, exposed to what I think is very important. It's not just uh, what you are, it's who you are. And I was... Uh, I was very fortunate to be around a lot of great individuals all my life. Well, you know, what you're saying sort of jogged my memory a little bit. And, mm -hmm. and in the interest of full disclosure, uh, Mike is my cousin, my younger cousin by a couple of years. Uh, and when he was referencing his growing up on 26th Street, 
Back in those days, uh, my mother being his father's sister, we used to visit often. So I spent a lot of time down there uh, with Mike. And I can tell you they had neighborhood races almost every night in the summer uh, where all the fastest would come, boys, girls, uh, young and old alike. Unless my memory is incorrect, and I don't think it is, Mike never lost a race. He beat them all. And that was, in my opinion, the beginning of your outstanding athletic career. Uh, and as you indicated, Beaver Falls always has been and always will be a very diverse community. And I think we are all blessed in growing up in that environment. And uh, I'm sure you think like I do, and that is when you see some of the crazy stuff going on in the world, the first question is why? Uh, if you really get to know people, it doesn't matter where you come from, uh, what your background is, what your ethnicity is, it doesn't matter. We're all created by God and we're all the same uh, if you really boil it all down. And, and there's no doubt that uh, to be able to grow up in an environment like we did is a, is a true treasure. Uh, and then, of course, you mentioned uh, moving up into uh, Grandpap's old house. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you became part of the Stephen Hill gang. <laughs> and I tell people quite often, our elementary school was Geneva Hill, our next elementary school was Stephen Hill, and then our junior high was the Beaver Falls Junior High, and none of those schools exist anymore. The buildings have all been torn down, but the memories will remain forever. All right, well, let's talk about uh, coming up to uh, the Stephen Hill area, and what was the neighborhood like? Well, uh, and of course, you know exactly what I, what's gone on, but so many great individuals i mean uh right down the block was our a great representative uh, from our area mike vion and he was he grew up he was a year behind me and uh playing ball i mean it was consistent we always played ball shoveling the snow off going down to your basement playing basketball we'd go uh we'd come back from beer falls basketball game and of course we wanted to play we wanted to be beer falls and we'd play the music and go out and shoot the layups inside and we were constantly playing ball and everyone watching out for one another and everyone caring about one another. And, and in, to this day, some of my best friends have been part of that still. So the great thing about Beer Falls is growing up, it was so much fun. People, you know, from going down the mole trips and being with people down there and College Hill and, you know, White Township and growing up in 26th Street and Beer Falls and just always playing against each other and competing and then coming together as one. It, it was just a great environment, and I've never really left it. You haven't, uh, basically. Uh, furthest I've gone away from my place was when I went to school at Westminster. Other than that, I've, my house has been in like a three-mile radius of where I grew up. So I've been very fortunate that way, and the community itself has been a big part, as big part of Beaver County. And I think what you're saying applies to most of our family, even though, you know, we all went our way, so to speak, after high school, but probably about 75% of us are back here. And I think for the reasons you just alluded to, it's a great place to grow up and a great place to live. Well, you know, the uh, thing today, and, I, and I've said this, when uh, I taught at Blackhawk, so obviously I wanted my family to grow up in where I was, where I taught. So we, we bought a home and I've been there for now 35 years where I uh, brought my family up. But uh, I try to emulate to my children the same that I learned here in Bureau Falls and that the community was everything. You know, today, oh, I'm going to go play somewhere else because uh, maybe they have a better team. 
That wasn't going to happen when we were Bear Falls. We were the best team. We were brought up to think that way. And to think that we were going to go somewhere else and play, come on. You know, there, there was no question about that. And so I taught my kids that, you know, and um, I could tell you stories about when you were that coach and my son was growing up playing ball and he was thinking about, and you were teasing him about, ah, oh, come down. You I wasn't play. teasing. I uh, wanted him to come down. <laughs> but he come to me and said, Dad, I'm not going to leave Blackhawk. You know, this is, my, this is my community. This is where we grew up. And so that's the thing that I kind of see in today's society more so people miss out on because that, that's so special. No question about it. All right. Well, I was reminded also as I looked around the memorabilia here in our Hall of Fame, our uh, Circle of Achievement room, that my last game of my senior year at Beaver Falls in football was at Hopewell. And, of course, they had a running back by the name of Tony Dorsett, who everybody knows who and what he's all about. But I saw a picture where you and I were the players of the game. Uh, And as you remember, when we were playing, uh, Coach Bruno every week would pick two players, offensive and defensive, players of the game. And it just so happened the very last game of my senior year, you were co-player of the game with me. But the thing about it is you were only a sophomore, which back in those days, a sophomore even seeing the field was an accomplishment. But yet for a good part of the season, you started on both sides of the football. What was that like? You know, I, I'm not a big person. And that was very challenging. As a matter of fact, going into my uh, sophomore year, I wasn't going to play football. Here I was, maybe 125 pounds. And I said to myself, man, I don't know if I want to play, you know, because that's a big jump. When you go from a uh, freshman into a, a sophomore, that's a big leap. And so I was, you know, I was really hesitant. And I really had not planned on playing. Of course, my dad, he kind of pushed me in, you know, towards the tail end, and you helped out um, about going down and playing because I was going to play basketball and baseball. It was a little easier. But realistically, that was probably the one of the greatest decisions I've made. You know, obviously, accepting the Lord as my Savior was the most important and marrying my wife, Teresa. But, I'm glad you got that in. Yeah. Uh, but playing football, that making that decision, because, again, one of the main reasons why I went to college was to play football. And then everything expanded. You know, I went from there, and I've been very fortunate that way. So, yeah, it was, it, it was a, a tough decision, but it was very nice. And like I said, we were so – I mean, I can remember um, a good friend of mine that I grew up, uh, Terry Cook, and you and Kenny Crutcher, every Thursday after our Thursday night practices, we'd go and have pizza together. At, that, at night, and that's still at the old B and B restaurant. The B, exactly, and uh, you know that's something that you remember. You don't remember the games as much as you remember those things, and that just brought me up, and you know, carried on. So yeah, that was very special. Right, I agree with you. You know, you had mentioned about playing football and, and thinking about other sports. Well, obviously, you did play other sports, and you mm-hmm. played them well. Uh, in all three sports, you were arguably uh, one of the best players on the field or on the court in every game you played in. Now, that being said, uh, you had what I would call the privilege of playing for some of uh, our former inductees who were coaching at the time. You played for Coach Bruno. You played for Coach Flory. Uh, and you also... Uh, played for Coach Chan in basketball. Uh, and then, of course, in Legion baseball, uh, you played for Coach Polka and then Jeannie Polka, his son, 
uh, as one of our former inductees. So mm-hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about those coaches and the different sports uh, and the impact they had on you. And, and, I, and I also don't want to leave out uh, a gentleman who I thought was a fine gentleman and a fine coach and probably eventually one of our inductees, Coach Joe Smarts, uh, the Beaver Falls High School baseball coach. But tell me some of your memories about those individuals. Well, you know, it's in the, I've been blessed. I mean, the good Lord has put me with individuals that have led me and helped me and uh, grow as a coach, and not only as a coach but as a person. Starting back in Little League, you know, my Little League coach was Dom Casey. Think about it. My junior high coach was Carl Florian Bob Blythe. Think about that. Another That's, inductee. I, yeah, I, I, exactly. So, I mean, uh, how fortunate are you? Then you go into high school and you you have uh, Coach Bruno as your head coach and Larry Matrazzo is coaching you and uh, Joe Yoshida was there. And I mean, Coach I, Ryan. Yeah, Coach Ryan was coach very inter- Exactly. So, I mean, you look at that. And then I went on to college and I have Coach Fusco, who's the head coach. And he's one of the uh, inductee coaches in the uh, College Hall of Fame. You know, you're just blessed to be around people like that. And so if you don't improve, then you're not really paying attention much. And, uh, you know, there's no question about who I am as a coach came from the people I was able to play for. And during your years at at Beaver Falls, uh, both ahead of you and behind you were several outstanding football players. Uh, We could probably spend all day talking about them individually. Uh, but what I want to do is I, wanna, I want you to look back a little bit uh, because obviously you graduate from Beaver Falls and you go on to Westminster, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But what about the, the players behind you? I know there was a pretty good group that included my younger brother, Rob, pretty good quarterback slash receiver by the name of Steve Higgins, uh, pretty good quarterback by the name of Kevin Scanlon, uh, and, of course, the list goes on, and maybe you remember better than I do because I was gone at that time. But tell me about those guys that you paved the way for. Well, I don't know if I've paved any way for anybody, you know. But um, one of the individuals that I kind of looked up to uh, was a running back called Frank. It was uh, Frankie Collins. And Frankie uh, was, I mean, he went to Utah and then ended up uh, getting uh, playing with the Steelers a little bit. And uh uh, great running back here. And so I can remember going out there. And, and the thing about us, and uh, Coach Bruno had always instilled in this, when you were practicing, you were still competing. You know, and we'd run sprints, and I'd always try to get beside him and try to beat him. Well, I'd never beat him, but nobody if ever I could, beat No, him. no. But if I could come close to him, I was happy. And that's the way it was. So, you know, starting with him and then, of course, you and um, some of the other uh, sophomores, that, I mean, seniors that were ahead of me that brought me along. And then the uh, junior, the people that were one year ahead of me, uh, when we had that really great team, we were 9-1 and one at the time, uh, you had a, uh, one of my good friends growing up, uh, best friends growing up was uh, Terry Cook. You know, those were just people that will always be friends. And uh, I was very fortunate. Mark Cheetah was our quarterback, and I remember that. And then um, – Of course, Jeannie Polka was Jeannie, on that team. He's one of Jeannie, our previous yeah. inductees. Yeah, Jeannie Polka was a, a running back at the time, and <laughs> he was a great punter, man. a great punter. He, he caused a lot of headaches for me, man, I, because on Thursday, if everything had to go smooth. And if it didn't, Coach was mm, – he wasn't too happy. And 
I had a, you know, I, I returned punts and he'd punt the ball and he'd go over the light sometimes and I wouldn't catch it. Now, oh, coach, he, he wasn't too happy about that. Oh. But, uh, yeah, and, and Stevie's here and, um, Steve was a, a outstanding athlete and I can remember <laughs> we'd go, uh, seven on seven and, and uh, so we, I played, you know, I played safety at the time when he was a junior and he'd run, he'd run, uh, uh, receiver and he was so fast and a good athlete and uh, Larry Matraza was the quarterback and he could throw the ball and man you talk about working me out you know I, well, you're, you're it, talking, it was tougher in practice I think seven on seven it was in the games well you're talking yeah. about a quarterback in coach Matrazzo that yeah. set all the records at Geneva College exactly. and lasted for a long time and he was thrown to a receiver that went to Alabama yeah. and then, so you were like division one right off the bat you know like Dominic Pisani who I from the time we competed in um uh, midgets to the time he played for Coppel and they were good and then the time we'd gone up through to uh junior high we played together him and I were the smallest on the team but we had two big running backs and uh uh we went undefeated my junior year him and I would be the blockers most of the time but uh I can remember that and then becoming senior so you know you get time when you get inducted into something it really gives you time to think about why you know, and um, I know why. It's because, and I've said this before when I was inducted into the Beaver County Hall of Fame, it's because of the people that surrounded me. Uh, I, I was blessed. The good Lord has blessed me with that. And, well, uh, and there's no doubt you know, that the good Lord for- blessed them. The others, including myself, with having you around because you've been a blessing to many. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so uh, let's move on. You graduate from Beaver Falls High School. Obviously, you go to Westminster College, uh, which had a storied program before you went there, and it was even more so after you left. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your experience in college. Well, like I said, I, you know, I was, wasn't sure if I was going to go. And then I decided, well, because of playing ball and everything, yeah, I wanted to continue playing. It was a tough decision to make my senior year because my Uncle Dick became the head coach at Geneva College. You're talking about Dick Lassie. Yeah, Dick who Lassie. played for the Steelers, right. played at and Syracuse with Jimmy Brown. Yeah, he became the head coach at Geneva College. And I he wanted me to come to Geneva. And my dad's always been a big supporter of Geneva College. And so it really came down to like the last minute of me going to Westminster. But I wanted to get away from home. I didn't want to stay at home. And I needed that to grow as an individual. And I was very fortunate to be able to do that because when I went up there, like I said, we were, we had some really good, talented individuals. And my junior and senior year, we won national championships at Westminster. And um, actually, my senior year, we had the longest college winning streak of all divisions. We had 19 games in a row that we'd won being out there. So that was very, very special to go there. Great people. Not only uh, people that I played with, which I still know very well and I get uh, I still talk to and stuff but the coaches and the professors directed me to where they made me want to become a teacher which was very important and you had mentioned earlier uh, about some of the people that you were around growing up and you mentioned Ken Crutcher who was actually my best friend through most of my years in high school he also went to Westminster but he was there playing basketball he was my recruiting uh, person who I when I went there to when I went overnight he took you he around. took me around and everything and took care of me during that time. So yeah, oh yeah, I remember Kenny very well. And of course, a lot of us uh, look at Westminster as the house that Tookie built because 
<laughs> Judge James uh, was a standout yeah. player there in both football and baseball. Yeah. And uh, I think that probably created a lot of interest locally in Westminster. But Westminster created its own interest because uh, it then and even now had a tremendous reputation of not only being a fine college, but also having great athletics in all sports. All right, so you go to Westminster, you were on record-setting teams, you were probably the main player, uh, or at least one of the main players on those teams. You graduate from Westminster, what happens next? Well then, uh, I married my wife, Teresa, which was a... <laughs> you met her uh, at Westminster? Yeah, I did, which was, I knew her a little bit because she lived by me, but she was a little younger than me, but she actually went to Westminster and then we started dating at Westminster and then we eventually got married from that. But uh, that was one of the great things about Westminster also. Well, okay, but, before we move on, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Uh, while you're at Westminster, also one of your classmates, and I think for a few years or at least sometime one of your roommates, was our our best friend and our cousin, Ed Kasparik, who married your sister. Uh, and I've heard stories about you and Ed um, being exchange students and going to England for a semester. Yeah. Now, I don't want to hear all the stories about uh, that, but give us a little bit of an idea what that was like. Oh, that was that was kind of neat. They started an exchange program with a, a school that's affiliated to Oxford. And that their name was Westminster also. And that was Oxford's like educational type uh, school. And so... Uh, I was selected as one of the individuals with my brother-in-law, Ed, and so we went over there for a period of time, which was uh, a month. Because at Westminster, they used to have a, a, a G session where you only took one subject the whole month of uh, uh, G, a J section, uh, the whole month of uh, January. And so that's we spent a whole month over there learning about the English education system. And I'll, I'll bet you educated them over there also. <laughs> so we have... My cousin, your brother-in-law, Ed, who, like yeah. I said, is our best friend, and you from Beaver Falls to London. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that year was 76, and Pitt won the national championship with Dorset. That, that beat us. So, yeah, I didn't get to watch that game because I was over in London. So you had international connections going yeah. on. Well, that's great. Okay. So uh, you finish your time at Westminster. Then what I, do you do? Then I, then I uh, was very fortunate to get hired at uh, Blackhawk. And I started teaching right away in 78, I graduated in 78, I started teaching. And then right away we had our uh, first child, Brooke, and um, it just started from there. And I, I started um, teaching elementary, fifth grade, and then uh, uh, I started coaching football. And at that time, the because I'd gotten hired in August, the football positions were already filled. But I was able to coach the middle school there became a middle school coach, had middle school coach at the time. And so I did that. But uh, during camp, and one of the things that probably benefited me more than anything was when I went to camp with them, I coached, uh, obviously I was running back and the defensive back, so I knew about that. And Coach Hamilton said, Mike, I'm not going to have you coach the running backs in the I said, why, Coach? I know. He goes, I want you to learn the office. I want you to learn what football's about. And so those first couple years where I truly wasn't on varsity staff, I went in and I coached different positions. And that really was a big factor in knowing the total game. And you know as a head coach, it's so important not just to know a certain position, but you have to know everything. And that was a big part of now, with my all, With all due respect, Michael, let me ask you this. 
and, and of course, Coach Hamilton, uh, one of the best coaches ever from Western Pennsylvania. But you played for Coach Bruno. What was Coach Hamilton going to teach you about offense? Well, no, no, I'm not, I'm not even referring to that. I'm talking about the coaching aspect of different positions. I mean, because Coach Bruno taught me, I'm, he taught me the things that I still do as a coach when I, when I was a head coach. I mean, uh, just the things that not, not the X and O's as much as just the program itself and how to treat the individuals and how, um, the importance of uh, respect and so on. So I, I was, I mean, that, that is by far right. and the I'll little be- things as far as X and O's, but just being a coach and what uh, he was and all Obviously, about. I'm kidding a little bit, yeah, but I, I, I can certainly uh, attest to what you're saying because I know during my years as a head coach, my goal was to emulate Coach Bruno. And I tell people all the time, the only difference between Coach Bruno and me as a head coach is about 200 victories. <laughs> uh, but, yes, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. All right, so you start your coaching career at Blackhawk and uh, yeah, progress then I, from there. Then obviously, I um, was very fortunate to uh, coach at uh, Blackhawk for, uh, I think it was eight or nine years, football. Uh, I started the girls' basketball program, and I got interested in basketball. Actually, I started coaching the boys' basketball program for John Miller because John had just come aboard, and he asked me. Another Hall of Fame I, I know. And he got me involved in his program, but I, you know, I was leaning t- more towards football. That was what I really thought about. Well, then the uh, uh, girls' basketball job had opened up. At Blackhawk. And at that time, my youngest daughter, I mean, my oldest daughter, Brooklyn, was just growing up, and I wanted to get her involved in activities. And so I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I'll look into this. Well, I did, thinking about it, and started the uh, program at Blackhawk and started coaching there. And and, and that's the thing that was really neat about it, uh, coaching. I, I've been very fortunate in my coaching that I got to coach all my kids at their highest level. My two daughters I coached in a high school for me, when they played high school basketball, and they never played college basketball. And my son David, I was able to coach at Geneva College because he played for me at Geneva College. So, I mean, what more? What and a he blessing played, he that played is. football at Geneva. Football, yes. Then, and, I, and I coach, obviously. Uh, well, that's um, tremendous. Yeah, and, and, so and, and, that's, that's a great blessing, too, being involved like that. And I remember you telling me uh, when you were coaching uh, Blackhawk Girls, uh, a program which you converted into a perennial winner, into a championship program. And, of course, at one point, one of your assistants was Dory Anderson, who then eventually took over, and she's gone on to bigger and better things in coaching. But I do recall you telling me back then that your goal was to match what Coach Butch Ryan was doing down here at Beaver Falls with the girls' basketball program. Oh, and and Butch, who had coached me, also was – and at that time, Beaver Falls basketball was the best in the, um, in in the, the state. state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, – you know, I, and I met with him. I met with Ed Okowski. Uh, Ricky McGlure was an assistant coach. At, and I said, Rick, I said, you know. And Rick well, played for Ed Okowski. Ed Okowski. And so I said, could you get Ed to uh, talk to us? about?" And I remember going down a couple times and him just going over the program, what he did, how he coached, what he believed in, his philosophy. So what better could I, you know, start with in that? And so I, I was very blessed that way. So, yeah, it, it was it – was, um, special okay. yeah, doing that and then obviously eventually you became uh, a football coach uh, at New Brighton High School also the boys basketball coach at New Brighton High School uh, and then from there uh, you ended up uh, coaching wise in the position you're at now and that is as an assistant football coach at Geneva College well I was just telling Steve uh, guys here that actually 
Coach Bruno is the one that got me into coaching at Geneva College. He had uh, just decided, because he was an assistant coach at Geneva under Gene Sullivan, and he asked me, um, he, he decided that he was going to retire. So he called me up and said, Mike, I'm going to retire at Geneva, and I've recommended you to take my place to Gene Sullivan being in the area. I said, Gene oh. Sullivan was the head coach. And he was the head coach at Geneva College. And I said, oh, I, okay. And he said, I want you to meet with him and talk to him. Because at, at that time, I was a Blackhawk coach. And I said, okay, I'd be interested. So I met with Coach. And uh, obviously, Coach Bruno gave me high recommendation. And so Gene hired me. And that's how I started at Geneva. And that was back in 86. And so I, I, I coached there for 20 years. Then I left for uh, – uh, I, I forget whether it's five or seven years, I can't remember. And now I've been back for seven years. But uh, yeah, I've been down there a total of 27 years. And what a great opportunity. Geneva College is a great, great institution, I'll tell you. And, and I mean this, finan- I mean, um, academically and spiritually, uh, you couldn't ask for a finer, finer college in Geneva. So, and it's, it's, it's in a philosophy that I believe in. And uh, what we do. So I'm very blessed with that. And obviously, the current head coach of Geneva College that you're working for is Coach Gino DeMarco. And ironically, Gino's dad was our preacher for many years at the church. Uh, So you're in in a very friendly environment there and doing an excellent job. Uh, Now, let's not forget about the fact that during all of this, you were a teacher for over 34 years. Mm -hmm. What is your feeling about teaching in general, and uh, maybe you have a brief memory of, of some of your time as a teacher. Oh, you know, you have a ton of memories, and I've had a lot of good kids and, and parents. I mean, that's what it's all about. So I've been very fortunate that way, and I would highly recommend teaching to anyone. I, I personally think it's a calling as well as coaching. You know, you, you think of coaches, it's nothing different th- than a teacher. You know, if you're a football coach or a girls basketball coach, you're developing student athletes, not only to play the game, but as individuals. And as a, as a teacher, my main goal was to teach the children how to learn. I was fortunate. I taught out of my 34 and a half years, I taught 32 years, fifth grade, which is they're old enough to learn, but young enough that you could still mold. My main goal was to teach them how to learn. Obviously, reading is very important at that time. Math is very important. But more importantly is how do you learn? What's the purpose of learning? And so that, that was what I tried to focus on more than anything as a teacher. And it's still a, a great blessing to see a lot of the kids that I've had in the past that still recognize me. You know, and it's hard because, you know, in fifth grade and they, they get older, you don't recognize right away. But, uh, yeah, I, it, it, teaching uh, it is to me a calling. Uh, you're never going to get rich out of it, but there's so many more rewards from that. And uh, I've been blessed to be able to do that. And now that your uh, days of teaching are over, you are a starter at Old Stonewall Golf Course. Yeah, still coaching football and uh, working at Old Stonewall. This will be my third year working there. If they hire me back, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's kind of that's a neat place. I mean, very obviously, it's one of the better golf courses in the state. You know, maybe in the country. Th- yeah, right. And you get to meet people all the time. And that's what I like about it. It's from all over the United States, which is really neat. So uh, that's, that's a neat environment. And the people there are really good to work with. And my understanding is, uh, in exchange for you being inducted into the Larry Bruno 
Foundation Circle of Achievement, you're going to get all of us some free uh, greens fees at Old Stonewall. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I guarantee you, if we, if if our entire board played there, that course would never be the same. No. We're done. All right, all right, Michael. To, to sort of wrap it up, uh, well, let, let me say this. Um, you know, you are as much my brother as my cousin, and we grew up together. And, of course, uh, for many of our years growing up, our grandfather, Frank DeCellis, was our preacher, as well as our grandfather, uh, a tremendous Pentecostal preacher. Uh, and we've grown up in the church, as has our entire family. So there is no doubt. It's a given. The most important thing in our life is our belief in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is no question about that. That being said, what has had the biggest impact on you, uh, either an individual or just uh, anything in particular that's had the biggest impact on you, uh, other than our belief, as, as you now look back on your life? Well, you know, people talk about heroes, and I, I had one true hero, and uh, he would be very, very excited to be here, but he passed away last year, and that was my dad. Um, there were tons of people I, I looked up to. You know, and I still do. I've learned so much growing up in the Beaver County, in particular Beaver Falls community, being around so many great individuals. And like I said uh, before, uh, our faith is what it's all about. And that's very important. It always has been a part of growing up and hopefully will continue. And one of the things that I've always talked about as far as uh, coaching is not only being a leader, but more importantly, being a servant leader. And I try to teach a lot of the people that have played for me about being a servant leader rather than just being a leader. And that, to me, is what it's all about. And I agree. Well, it's, it's been a very uh, pleasurable few moments here to be able to speak and listen to one of our newest inductees. And I don't think there's any question that he exemplifies what the Larry Bruno Foundation is all about. And so while I know he considers it a privilege uh, to be one of our inductees this year, we consider it a privilege to induct him this year. Uh, and we're looking forward to the festivities. And uh, what you saw here was just a glimpse of what you would see if you come to our banquet at the end of July, uh, because along with Mike, we have five others that will be inducted, Lou Sinkar, a former quarterback of Beaver Falls High School who went on to a great coaching career. Sherry Main, a Beaver Falls person uh, who grew up and is now an internationally known publicist uh, uh, and included in her clientele is Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor. And then we have Dwight Collins, arguably one of the best all-around athletes to ever come out of Beaver County and someone who is still very involved in coaching uh, in the Beaver Falls District. And then Elizabeth Ash Douglas, a very, very well-known artist, poet, educator, who will be here to tell us all about her career and the many accomplishments she had. And then, uh, as we do every year, uh, we are honoring a team. And we've, we've honored some great teams in the past years. And this year, we went in a little different direction, but nonetheless, still staying with that category of great team. And the team we are honoring this year is the Granati Brothers, uh, a nationally known singing group, all of whom are from right here in Beaver Falls. And then, of course, I also forgot to mention maybe one of our most notable inductees, and that is Rich McMillan. 
who was an athletic trainer at Blackhawk High School for many years. I'm sure why you were coaching. And Rich, just a tremendous guy. And, and of course, uh, Rich has since passed away. Uh, but what you will find out if you come to our banquet, and I'm sure you'll hear a lot of it through his son, Mark, who was carrying on the tradition of his dad. But what you'll find out about Rich is that he was a tremendous athlete back in his day, playing at Beaver Falls High School with a couple individuals uh, such as Joe Walton and Ed DeRose, one of our board members. And then Rich actually went on to play at Penn State under Coach Rip Engel, a uh, Hall of Fame coach. And then for many years, Rich uh, was a physical therapist here in the area. So uh, we have a tremendous slate of inductees, and uh, I would encourage anyone out there who has any interest at all uh, in what we've been talking about. And if you're from around here, you do have interest in what we've been talking about. But I would encourage you to consider uh, getting involved and coming to our banquet and then maybe perhaps even get involved in the organization. So again, it's been my pleasure to be with you along with Mike and uh, we look forward to our future events. And I guess the best thing I can say to wrap this up is it's certainly a blessing for all of us to be living in the United States of America. And if you want to capsulize that, I think it's an even greater blessing to be brought up and to live in Beaver County and the Beaver Falls area. So God bless all of you, and hopefully we'll see you down the road. There was a time that folks, when they were asked, where are you from? They said, well, I'm from Poland, or I, I, I'm from uh, Germany, or whatever. And they said, Joe, uh, wh what are you? What, what's your ethnicity? I said, I'm Western Pennsylvanian Hungarian. <laughs> and I'm Beaver Falls, that's right. And you know, uh, watching these students, these youngsters come up here today, the football players, the athletes, man, I'm so excited for them. But you folks, the older folks here, Thank you, because you have led the way. Coach Bruno has led the way for so many of us, and uh, we treat one another with respect. I know WPA, Aliquippa, the Valley, we treat one another with respect. The world needs to do that more. We need to understand that. Love and respect for one another. Love and respect for one another, and we'll get along so much better. Life itself is a team effort, a community effort, all of us together with love and respect. Thank you for coming. Hey, the board members, man, Rick, Ron Main, these guys work hard. I, I, I'm just thankful to be here, but I wanna thank the board members for how they work year round to get this together and for you folks to come out and support us. God bless you all. Thank you. <laughs>